Welcome back to Round Guy Radio. We're hot on the high school football previews, and we're on the phone with Andy Kretzinger of the Southeast Iowa Union. Welcome back to the program, Andy. Hey, thanks for having me. Well, uh, I got to get into it right away. Uh, we, we talked to Scotty Melvin this morning, and then a bunch of rankings came out, and uh, he feels like Southeast Iowa is getting uh, ignored, uh, underappreciated uh, any other adjectives that would go along with that uh, although we do got uh, we, we do at least the Des Moines Register is uh, uh, thinking highly of the uh, Winfield and uh, Waco uh, yeah and we got four of the, or, or uh, yeah four of the top nine teams according to the Des Moines Register in this uh, showcase that will that you and I'll both be at uh, uh-huh. coming up Saturday but uh, are, are we getting are, are, are we getting underappreciated or are, are we getting ignored? What, or, or is it, you know, or are they right? Uh, no, I don't, I don't think that we're getting, I don't think Southeast Iowa is getting ignored. I think it, you know, a lot of the preseason rankings are based on what happened last year. So, um, you know, Waco um, and Sigourney Kyoto both, both went a pretty far away in the playoffs last year for us and, and New London um, almost pulled a big up. So they, they would have been, I think one game away from state too, but we didn't have anybody up there at the, do- at the dome, you know, and, and usually the, the respect given to the teams that just made the dome, they, they usually get spots in the rankings. Um, so our, our rankings, so I vote with the Gazette poll. Um, so our rankings uh, have Waco at number four. Um, and then actually Winfield just missed out on the top 10 in the Gazette poll. So I have to plead with Winfield people this, this, uh, this week to not, uh, not hate us or hold it against us that, that they are ranked by the Des Moines Register, but our paper will say that they are receiving votes. So <laughs> I got to get out ahead of that. But, um, you know, Waco, Waco not only had an undefeated regular season last year and almost won that game against, against Audubon that, that would have put him in the, in the dome. I mean, it was a, it was a punt return touchdown you know, that, that kind of made the difference. Just, just what, you know, one play here or there, but also they bring back a ton um, and including Simeon Reichback was the first team all stater, you know? So if you look at the first team all state last um, list from last year, you see a bunch of seniors and then you see the junior, you know, the, the one or two kids coming back and, and Waco, you know, might have the best, you know, performer from last year coming back. So it wasn't a surprise to me that Waco was that high. Um, I think um, St. Mary's, at least in our poll, St. Mary's, and um, what was it? Um, I always get Easton Valley and English Valleys mixed up. I have to scroll down to make sure I say the right one. Easton Valley, we're one, two by quite a bit. Um, and Rims and St. Mary's got five out of our top six votes. So I think those, those two are the favorites, but I think Waco could, obviously, Waco could beat anybody this year. Um, and then as far as our other eight man teams that we cover here, Winfield Mount Union is, is just like Waco. They have a ton of talent coming back. And um, they really just had. Um, other than the the uh, the last two games that they were they were four and one last year, um, they had a, a big blip against New London, and then they didn't perform great in the last two um, weeks. But they have just a ton of talent coming back too. So, well, as far as Winfield goes, we didn't just talk to Coach McCarty. We were actually able to talk to uh, to Cam Buffington and Avery uh-huh. Edwards. Uh, oh, really? To get some insight as to where they felt like the team was. And uh, what surprised me was how high they were on the defense. They feel like the defense yeah. is even better than the offense, or at least more improved than uh, any other aspect of the team. I, I don't know if you've been up there, but let, let's hear what you think about Winfield Mount Union. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I would agree, you know, as far as the defense, what they, they returned their four of their top six 
well, four of their top uh, six tacklers, yeah, and and Buffington and Edwards are um, are both on there. I mean, Buffington's you know going to D one as a defensive, you know, the most likely defensive player there. So you know, and and those young kids, especially those two, they're big, they're tall, you know, an eight man. You know, if if you've got a, a few kids that are more, it, it's a, it's about being athletic. You know, Winfield's got really good young athletes, and there's only eight players on the field. So if you have, you know, four of the six leading tacklers coming back, you have a lot of experience coming back. Um, but then obviously, offensively, um, Buffington is just so dynamic. He's probably the most fun player in the in the entirety of the Southeast Iowa Union coverage to watch. Um, well, the A-man, really the A-man kids that we cover are probably up there in entertainment value because of how many yards they can rack up. And he can run over people. He can run around people. He can throw it. You got like you got guys like uh, Abram Edwards that can get, catch the ball and uh, Caleb um, Geese that can catch the ball. So they have, you know, they, just like Waco, you know, Winfield and Waco, and I throw a new London in there too. Um could beat anybody just like last year. They, they showed a lot of uh, promise. So I think, that, I think of all of our classes, the eight man team, the eight player teams are our, our strength this year. Well, uh, let's move over to Waco for a minute. Uh, they, they seem to be losing like a defensive player of the year. The kid's name, uh, Jonah Clark. Yeah. yeah Jonah Clark, man. Uh, that seems like a, a, a tough kid to replace. Yeah, of course. Of course. And I mean, especially an eight man, you, Eight man, there are a lot more one-on-one tackles. You know, in the eleven man game, there's a lot of you know, you scheme and there's there's three guys tackling ones. And eight man, it's usually you know, you, you got to wrap up, you got to have guys that can hit. So um, they do lose um, uh, Jonah Clark, who had what forty-three tackles last year, and I don't even know how many four sacks. Uh, uh, they also lose Tyler and Taylor Sutton, who were big, big kids and really good on defense too. Which and that's a lot of their offensive line as well. But they, they got they've got some. Um, where his Drew Deers is coming back, he he led the team in tackles. Mason Miller was one of the best defensive backs there, you know, in our area for sure last year. Um, I think did he tie or break their um, school record in interceptions? And uh, Reichenbach's great on the defense. Colton Lichty's uh, really good, so they have plenty of athletes back. But th- that is those big kids, you know, it's funny because um, eight man's a lot about speed, but Waco just pounds people with with how big their players are. So. They got that weight room right next to the field, so they got some big kids out there, and and they're losing a lot of their size, um, you know. But it's the, the opposing defenses still have to tackle their running backs, which they didn't have a good good luck doing last year. So I, I still like Waco's chances. Well, Simeon Reichenbach or Scotty and Melvin and I like to call him Shoeless Simeon Reichenbach. <laughs> oh yeah, because of the <laughs> didn't that happen last year? Because yeah, of the basketball thing where he blew out his shoe oh, and had to borrow somebody else's game, shoe. Yeah. To, uh, yeah. to replace the shoe. He, he, I think he ended the game with the white shoe and the blue shoe on. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, he has more than uh, skill and ability. He seems to have some intangibles, uh, some kind of mentality there that just is above and beyond. His football IQ seems to be extremely high. What do you think of this, Simeon? Oh, I, yeah, I agree with that. And I would also think that, you know, Chad Edeker has been a head coach for a long time. And Waco is a high IQ team. Um, they always have some, you know, some trick plays thrown in. Um, you know, they, they have their running backs throw the ball sometimes. They, they split out. They used to have when Nick, when Nick Coble, um, who was their star quarterback a few years ago, uh, he was so tall that if they'd get in a, a third and long situation, they would split him out and throw him jump balls. So um, Waco kind of rewrites the rules a little bit as far as, 
as far as that kind of stuff, which is funny because they're also kind of the meat and potatoes run it down the middle team. Um, at, you know, so it's just kind of funny, but uh, Waco's a, a pretty smart team and um, that was a, a reason they did so well last year and a reason that they're going to be one of those teams that are, you know, one of the favorites to at least get back to that quarterfinal round, if not to the don't. Well, I'm not a hundred percent sure on all the, the eight man teams that you cover, but one of them is new London and Scott is out of his mind that new London is getting no recognition here. Well, what's your thoughts on New London? Yeah, well, so New London last year had a ton of injuries. Uh, Carter Allen got hurt. He, he's one of their best defensive players. Of course, he's graduated at this point. But, um, you know, I think uh, Blaze Porter is a dynamic um, player for them, and he was at a couple of games. And so they didn't really quite show their um, full potential, I guess, until – well, they they beat Winfield really badly. Um uh, about midway through the year, New London beat Winfield 71 to 18, which obviously nobody else beat Winfield like that. Um, but then they got Montezuma, uh, which is one of the, the favorites in the eight player tournaments in the first round there. They and they the played re- on the road and they almost beat him. They were the returning state champions. Yeah, they, they almost beat him. And, and you know, it's, it's funny. People ask me about these level teams all the time. And I, I do not know of every kid that is going to play or not play or, or you know, whatever and so until about week one i kind of you know just speculating that everyone's gonna play but um assuming that you know everyone's going out um they have just as much talent as i, I would so our three eight-man teams are new london waco and winfield my union um and um there are some really good teams in that district they play in but i wouldn't be surprised if that's one two three in that district not yeah. in that order just in whatever order yeah but yeah because we you 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 pick three you know the, the three ones you got are gonna uh, take a barrel full of ink because they are yeah you know really some yeah. of the best teams in in all of southeast Iowa. but uh, well let's move up to class a what do you who do you covering in the class a all right now i now i've gotta uh, do my little uh um work around here because i've still got my baseball uh, brain on me because we've got class a and class 1a teams <laughs> you yeah, know and they're not um, the same it's weird one school is a in baseball and one a in football and yeah three a in basketball. I, I never did understand any of that but so well because there's more classes in um there's more classes in football um and so we've got your you know, your let's see, Cardinal and Sigourney Kyoto were one A, right? I have yeah, to get my yeah. brain Beacon back in is knowing 1A, that. Is A is the is uh, Wapolo is A. Uh, Wapolo is A. Highlands A, I believe. Highlands A. So yeah, those uh, are. Yeah, you know, and, and honestly, I would say that. So our 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 like classes last year, eight our eight man teams did really well, and our class one A teams did really well. You know, um, Highland had an all right year last year too. I think I have to. Um, fact check myself on that one, but our class A teams last year, um, let me skip to them real quick while I, while I, um, get everything set up here were, um, Sigourney Kyoto and Cardinal were both really, really, really good. Uh, Sigourney Kyoto almost made it back to the dome too. They got beat by Dyke New Hartford up there. Um, and Sigourney Kyoto has been one of the best teams around in the last few years. I mean, in the last hundred years, but in the last few years and they lost a ton of seniors, they run that single wing and, um, and they're what top three runners? I think top three players from that scheme are are gone, but they always run that single wing, and they usually just reload and still pound on people. <laughs> so I don't expect them to, you know, be bad by any means this year. Um, they could be just as good, but they they lost a lot of really good players. And then Cardinal was absolutely senior dominated last year, and, and they made it back to the playoff. They made it to the playoffs, and um, they had a lot of talent, obviously as well. So our class one A teams will be a little, hopefully, reloading, not rebuilding, right? 
Um, that's kind of what we like to what we like to say. But um, going into the um, let's see what our what our local class. Well, what about Pekin? Let's like. let's just go with them. Uh, uh, you know, they 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 struggled to. Last year, but uh, we talked to the coach. Uh, I was in the weight room with the players, and they were working hard. And uh, it does seem like they're they're in a little better position. Uh, how do you see uh, Pekin's team this year? Yeah, yeah, and you know, Pekin is one of those schools where you know, just rewind the clock a few years ago, and they're one of our best schools. You know, high school sports, they kind of go back and forth. Last year, they did uh, struggle. Um, they play in uh, Class A five, which which means they play against you know Waffle, as you said, Columbus Junction. Um, Highland, Columbus will be pretty good actually. Um, Highland and and they went 0 and 8 last year, so they need to, you know, kind of uh, round the troops and 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 improve this year. But um, I think Logan Lauderman should be coming back. He was their second leading rusher from last year. They do lose Colton Comstock, who is a, a, a really really athletic player, um, who uh, threw for three touchdowns and no interceptions last year, and who is also their leading rusher. So that's tough. Um, and they lost, uh, but they bring back Luke Long. So this is one of my favorite stats of all of our teams. Uh, last year, um, the Pekin quarterbacks threw 35 completions. Uh, Luke Long, who will be entering his senior year this year, uh, caught 31 of those passes. <laughs> so nobody else even had more than one. So that is a, a player to feed the ball to, obviously. So they've got some... Um, some talent back for sure. He he had 473 receiving yards out of their 539 and all three touchdowns. So, um, so they've got they've definitely got some names back. Uh, but you know it's tough if you if you have a, a winless season. Um, as even even as a young team, you got to get that win out of the way and 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 start kind of turning it around, I guess. Well, that first win will make make a huge difference for the whole organization and everything. And I I really feel like they're going to get more than that this year and. Uh, make some improvements and, and really uh, turn the corner. Uh, what about Columbus? Is that a school that you, you cover? Or? Yep. Yep. Columbus is one of our schools. Are they and, A or um, 1A? They are A. They are with Pekin and Highland. Um, and Columbus is a, is one of those teams that the last couple of years they've, they've been young and it's been like, Oh, you know, Columbus might be good here in a couple of years. Columbus might be pretty good. And they won, I think three, three last year. Um, and bottom line is a lot of those kids are back. So this could be their year to really do something, um, between what Caden Amagana had, he's, he's going to be a junior this year. He ran for over a thousand, almost 1200 yards last year and 10 touchdowns. I'm Jeff Hoback. Uh, by the way, if I mispronounce any of these kids names, it's cause I'm always typing them and never actually saying them, <laughs> but he, uh, um, he was their starting quarterback uh, this year. He he's back. Um, almost their entire receiving core would be back. Um, tackler wise, I think they, they could return, what, five out of their top six. In fact, Amagon was a stud on defense last year, too. So they're a team right there that in that district, they, they're probably the, the team that brings back the biggest majority of their talent. So um, so they, that could be a team where you, you know, they won, what did I say, three, year, three at the end of last year. That could be a team at the end of this year where you look back and you say, like, you know, Columbus was, was that team that made that big jump this year. And by the way, they won three games last year, but but their last two losses were by two points and four points. So it can very well have been a five-win team. Well, their basketball team made some strides this mm-hmm. year. Then uh, they won more, a lot more games than they won the year before, and they were in a lot of games. So yeah. uh, I, I do think there's kind of a resurgence in Columbia, uh, Columbus Junction up there. So they'll, they'll have a Columbus Community School District to have a little something to look forward to this year. 
Uh, you mentioned, I think you, you already talked about Sigourney and Cardinal. Is there any 1A schools that you wanted to talk about? Or? Now let's see here. Let's get our 1A, our 1A group up here, our 1A district. Uh, we cover, out of 1A6, we cover um, Cardinal, uh, Sigourney Kilda, and also Van Buren County. Oh. Uh, so let me get them up here. Now, Scotty says that they're a team that doesn't lose a lot of players, and uh, yeah. he's looking for good things out of Van Buren this year. Uh, uh, oh, you'll notice you know, you'll notice with our boys' sports, um, whether it be football, basketball, baseball, or whatever, in the last few years, it just so happens to be that a lot of our teams have had young you have young varsity lineups, you know, which sometimes you take your lumps uh, when you have the young varsity lineups, but they get better. And last year, Van Buren County had a great start to the year. They, they pounded a, a couple of teams. They beat centrally 46-6 uh, in the opener, and then a couple weeks later, they uh, won their homecoming game against Eliza Muscatine 57-12. And then they just had some some rot luck from then on. They didn't win another game, um, but yeah, they have uh, Jackson Manning. Obviously, is one of our best athletes, as anyone knows who pays any attention to to sports in the Southeast Iowa Union area. And he's entering his senior year. Um, Sam Worth has been their um, their top running back the last couple of years. Um, he's he's a senior coming in. Anthony Duncan is, and Dylan Richards are the best receivers that are coming in. So their junior class is now entering that year where they're the oldest kids and um and so not only do they have a lot of people returning but they have they're gonna have a senior-led team for sure this year they lose a lot of their top tacklers um but yeah and and looking back last year um as i said they they lost a, a that was a tough one a district that they were in last year but we already talked about cardinal loses a lot of their seniors sigourney kyoto loses a lot of their seniors so high school sports can have a way of evening out you know maybe maybe we'll see a little difference in and how those games go this year, you know, you never know. I, those are those are some of the more fun games when when Van Buren plays Cardinal or Cardinal plays Pekin or Pekin plays Van Buren. Those are some of my favorite little games because they have their little their little section, their little rivalries over there. Are pretty fun. Well, uh, we got some two way schools. I know uh, uh, Mid Prairie is one of your schools, and uh, we interviewed Coach Cavanaugh, and so many people are interested in this season's Mid Prairie team that that episode became the highest rated episode oh, really? in the history of round guy radio. So, uh, uh, tell us what, you know, what, what's all the, what's all the fuss about there in, in mid Prairie? That's interesting. Well, uh, as we all know, mid Prairie sports had a bunch of studs of this last year in general. Now they did have a lot of seniors. Will Cavanaugh was their quarterback last year. He threw for over a thousand yards, 14 touchdowns. Uh, Tyler Helmuth ran for 16 touchdowns. Um, so they, they do, and in fact, Kavanaugh himself was their third leading rusher, 349 yards and five scores. So they do lose a lot. Uh, and Jackson Pennington, by the way, is their. In fact, they lost their two two top receivers. So they do lose a lot in seniors. Um, but Mid Prairie is one of those schools that it doesn't even matter. They just keep really Mid, Mid Prairie and New London in boys sports. It just seems like they're going to be good, <laughs> you know, no matter who they lose and gain and and whatever else. But um, looks like Braden Hartley should be their their leader this year on the ground. He, he scored ten touchdowns last year and ran for five hundred and eighty two yards. So Midbury has been one of our better teams the last couple of years. They did make the tournament of the the playoffs last year. They had a really exciting win over Northeast, uh, and then they ended up losing to West Marshall, who's you know no skin off your back for losing to to West Marshall. That's a pretty darn good team. And so um, what they won um, five, six games last year. So um, they do lose a lot of seniors, but but we'll see. And I think is that a really two A team. They're they are, they are just a little bit bigger than our, our, you know, our small schools and a little bit smaller than our big schools. That So uh, there are, I think there are a lone team that's, tech, that's a two-way team. Well, not a bad one for the only one. Uh, 
Uh, well, well, we'll move quickly into into three A. You know, there's. Uh, uh, let's start with Mount Pleasant. Uh, yeah, they didn't have the. They had a, uh, I think, one win last year. But uh, Scotty Melvin again says uh, they're much improved. Although that they moved them up to four A, which yeah, uh, they are four A, which is uh, uh, makes it pretty difficult for them. But uh, well, what are we what are we looking forward with the Mount Pleasant Panthers there? Yeah, it do, it does definitely make it difficult. So last year it was when they added the extra class, and what that did is they took Mount Pleasant uh, along with um, Fort Madison and. We're really Mount Pleasant and Fort Madison were just big enough to go to 4A, and teams like Keokuk, Washington, and Fairfield. Wait, yeah, Keokuk, Washington, and Fairfield were all small enough to go to 3A. So that's pretty tough when you're playing Iowa City, Liberty, Clinton, North Scott, uh, Burlington was had their their best season in for you know a long, long time last year. So this, this is their their end of the schedule last year. Uh, their last five games, Fort Madison, who who was peaking last year. Iowa City Liberty, who had a really good squad, Burlington, Clinton, and North Scott. So they, they that's a, a murderer's row of teams to end your schedule with. And that's the, it's the same this year because the schedules are the same. So um, uh, Mount Pleasant had some had some young uh, talent coming back. Obviously, uh, we all got to see what Peyton Higgins could do on the ground. Not only on the ground, but also catching the ball. Now, I don't know who's sliding into the quarterback spot this year. I would assume that um, it's Jacob Rickman. Um, who was who had to step in for um, for injuries a little bit last year, um, but assuming that Higgins stays at that running back, you know, playmaker type spot, that's your obvious go-to guy. Um, they also have Carter Amos coming back from the tight end position, um, so they've got a couple of weapons coming back. You know, Matt Plus had a pretty young team for for playing in 4A when you don't have you know a, a million seniors is pretty darn tough because you're you're. You're taking underclass, you know, Peyton Higgins is a super athlete, but he was a sophomore going against, you know, schools from Iowa City and North Scott and stuff. So um, I'm sure that they'll be improved this year for sure. Well, uh, another 3A team that Scott feels like could move forward a little bit is Fairfield. Uh, yes. Tell, tell me about the, your, your thoughts on the Fairfield Trojans. Yeah, well, Fairfield has been the team that has kind of moved up the most out of our big schools the last few years. You know, just – if you go back a, a couple of years ago, uh, Fairfield was having a lot of trouble keeping up with Mount Pleasant and, and Washington. Um, they beat Mount Pleasant this last year for the first time, I think, in you know five or six. Well, I guess it'd be, there was a four-game winning streak for Mount Pleasant going into that. Beat them, on, beat them in Mount Pleasant last year in the opener. They will host Mount Pleasant next week in the opener at, at Fairfield. Um, they won, let's see, five games last year. They were in the playoff hunt, and then they had a, a tough – end of the season they had to play Sol in washington grinnell and they lost a real tough one to washington 17 14 but um obviously not only does fairfield have their quarterback coming back tate allen who threw for 14 touchdowns but they have a a potential um division one tight end you know um max wheaton is one of our best players by far he's he's the best player um in my opinion of the of the big schools that we have and you throw it to him and he's dominant. Um, he went for five, five twenty-six yards and eight touchdowns last year. I just saw um, that he got invited um, to be a special guest for the, for uh, the Hawkeyes, which is a huge recruiting move for Iowa to, to choose him as, as one of the kids that they want to come watch a game. So, um, and they have um, Hunter Susini uh, is one of their best running backs and a, a, a huge part of their defense. Um, so this is, in my opinion, Fairfield's year, not only in, football but when we get into basketball this is their year to shine they're just like van buren that it's the junior class is, is their class that has kind of been at 
at the helm for those guys last few years and now they're all older and they're seniors and well I call them the junior class what I mean is this year's senior class so they'll have, they'll have some of the best seniors much like Van Buren and in the lower classes. Well Scotty Melvin says that Washington Demons are going to take a big step forward this year and he thinks that there's a, a potential breakout season there uh, how about the Washington Demons? Yeah, well, you know, if you're talking about Washington, between our, our big schools, Washington has been the best big school of, of the, the ones we cover um, since I've gotten here. And I, I started in Mount Pleasant in, what, eight years ago. So, and I think in that time, let, let me look here, um, just looking at when they've played Fairfield and Mount Pleasant, I do not think that they have lost in that time. So, um, they're good. They, Washington always has a, an athletic quarterback that runs around. It's like they reload every year, and this year they get to um, bring him back because Ethan Patterson was kind of a Mr. Everything last year in everything, but he threw for 15.53 and 14 touchdowns, and he ran for 6.65 and 11 touchdowns, so um, dynamic. Um, Taven Stewart was their second-best um, rusher, and he's back this year, so that's a couple of seniors that will lead the way. Now, Washington did have a, a really good senior class last year, um, they will lose their top five receivers to graduation. Uh, looking down to the defense, they lose, um, what, five out of their top eight tacklers. Um, so they'll have a lot to to replace, but Washington's one of those. Pro- All right, so we had a little disconnection there, but I was talking about um, Washington's defense. They lose a lot of players, but as, as you said, um, while we were disconnected, I think you said Washington just does defense, and that's a, a pretty darn good uh, explanation. They always lead, you know, in, in takeaways. They had 11 takeaways last year. Um, last year they only had one defensive touchdown, which I probably could go back. It's probably been a while. That's probably a low for them. Um, and Washington is just a good football program, so um, they've been one of the best. If you look at like just the SEC, they've been the best. The, the SEC obviously doesn't play in an SEC because they're their districts in footballs, but they've been one of the best since I've been living in Southeast Iowa and um, with Patterson and coming back to lead the offense, they're going to be pretty dangerous as usual. It, it'll be business as usual in Washington, I'd say. Well, uh, just a real quick note. Uh, we're going to be working with the, the round guy. The radio is going to be working with the national guard mm-hmm. and we're going to come to Fairfield. Scotty Melvin's going to the Kinnick stadium game oh, and cool. uh, I'm going to the Fairfield game and work with the national guard on the uh, military appreciation night that they got yeah. opening night. But uh, what I'm going to be doing is I'm just going to be, you know, talking to you, talking to maybe, uh, you know, Lunzinger, any of these other guys that are out there that we can get a, a phone call or a text message from. And I'm just going to be shooting out scores and interviewing people walking by and keeping us up on the Fairfield game uh, and, uh, and the Kinnick Stadium game and, and uh, hearing from uh, as many of these spies as I can get out there because uh, I'm starting to really get a network of uh, people that we can talk to. Uh, but uh, the first thing we're going to do is a week zero doubleheader in Martinsdale where Scotty Melvin and I are going to go and cover that game. And I, I understand you're going to that game too. Yes. Yes. I plan on being over there for the, the old doubleheader um, with, with just Hunter and I running around in football. You know, we can't, it, we have a hard time seeing everybody in football because they play only once a week. So, we're definitely taking that opportunity to watch Waco. And it's good to, that Waco and Winfield and Mount Union will be playing teams that are good, you know, um, to see them go against top talent, playoff talent. Uh, Southeast Warren, uh, who win, who uh, Waco's playing in that in the nightcap, they only went, I think, five and four last year, but they must be bringing a, a lot back because they were in the Des Moines Register 
poll anyway. And Southeast Warren was just in the state um, semis a few years ago. I believe they were in the state semis when New London won in 2000 and uh, whatever year that was, 18 or whatever. Uh, and then Winfield, Maine, and Audubon um, in both rankings are right next to each other. In our Southeast Iowa Union or the Gazette rankings, they're they're right after the top 10. So they are as close together as you can be as far as um, – you know, kind of where they're rated. So that's got to be an instant classic. And uh, that's a fun, having watched Ottoman last year, that's a really fun, um, I'm excited about that one. You know, it, it'll just be a cool night. And hopefully get a, a lot of good pictures because um, it'll be daylight. <laughs> well, we got four of the top nine ranked teams in eight-man football uh, starting the season out uh, on the turf, which we, you probably couldn't play a doubleheader on grass anyway. But uh, yeah, uh, this is a, a nice opportunity. It looks like the weather's going to be good. Uh, let us let our listeners know uh, how they can follow uh, through the Southeast Iowa Union this uh, this uh, kind of classic uh, show, showcase. It's uh, first time ever. Yeah, for sure. Well, um, so obviously we'll have it in the papers, which it'll be, you know, uh, our paper Monday through Friday. Um, local sports are on the, the last two pages every single day. During the, the school year, it's it's almost 100% local. You know, you're not going to open it up and see the results of the NASCAR race or the NFL, you know, season or anything like that. It's all the high school and, and, and Iowa Wesleyan and, you know, the college. And um, so there's that, you know, and we are also starting our own, uh, I guess you could call it an internet TV show um, on the, you can find it on the Southeast Iowa Union Facebook page and Twitter. We'll have it all, but yeah. Next week, Wednesday, Hunter and I will be starting um, Southeast Iowa Union Sports Talk, which is a 30-minute um, talk show between the two of us. You have to bear with us through the first couple of episodes because we'll be new to it, and we've got a, a studio in, um, that we're going to be doing it from where we just kind of talk about the weekend sports. And, and that way, and you know, if you're tired of, of listening to it or, or you know you need more content, if you, you listen to the radio and podcasts and stuff like that and you just want to hear more about it in your ear hole, then we have uh, – We'll, we'll be talking for 30 minutes every week. Um, so that starts again next Wednesday. Um, it's, I think it's um, we're, we're cutting it at 2 o'clock. I don't know that it's going to be live yet, but I'm sure if it's not live, it'll be up pretty soon after that. So Southeast Iowa Union Sports Talk um, Wednesdays. And I right now I'll say at 2 o'clock, but that might uh, that might um, change around. We're, we're just starting things up here. Well, that's a little breaking news you're hearing here on the Round Guy Radio. I, I think that's a tremendous idea, and I think the the ratings for that's going to be through the roof, especially you know as we get down into the crunch time. But uh, it, it feels like here at uh, Round Guy Radio, as we talk more and more about football, the numbers are going through the roof. Uh, we're breaking records. We're 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 placing. I think we placed three coaches' interviews in the top ten all time, and. That's out of almost 450 episodes, you know. I mean, uh, it's just been uh, it's just been a tremendous uh, anticipation. What kind of buzz are you hearing about the football season? And, and do you think this is going to be one of the uh, really most anticipated football opening days we've about ever had? Yeah, well, definitely the Saturday is, and I mean the fact that well, it's it's, it's anticipated for a lot of different reasons. One. Um, this Saturday with, with Waco and Winfield, those are just huge games. And, and being invited to a show, showcase is, is pretty huge because the, you're only, only going to um, be playing good teams, and that's an exciting thing. But also, we, we have um, some spicy early games. Um, we have Mount Pleasant and Fairfield have a big rivalry, obviously. They play for the first week. The next week, Mount Pleasant and Washington, which is a, a real heated rivalry play. That's the first two weeks, you know, some of our bigger rivalries, Pekin and Cardinal. 
one of the most absolutely heated rivalries um, play in week one. Um, so uh, we just happen to have a schedule that, you know, if they have Andrew and play centrally, that's, that's kind of a, you know, that's a, a South division battle right there. That's a little rivalry next door neighbors too. So there are a lot of fun games that happen at the beginning, but that's, that's kind of the, the good part about the, the unfortunate fact that a lot of our teams that play each other in different sports, um, that play in the same conference in sports, they the districts are kind of jumbled with Mount Pleasant being in 4A and, you know, um, Cardinal and Van Buren are a different one than Pekin and, and, you know, Highland is in a different one than, you know, Winfield and Waco because they, they play eight man is that uh, in the non-conference weeks that start up, you can get some spicy matchups. So that's fun. And I don't know. I just always, I always miss football season. And I, you know, I was funny. I was in, uh, I was in church the other day and I dropped my kid off at the nursery and during football season, after I dropped my kid off at the nursery, I always, um, take a bathroom break and make sure none of my fantasy football players got hurt or aren't playing. And it's just kind of like a tradition I carry. And I was just like, man, I, you know, I, I had that sense of missing football season. So I get a little, a little sad. It's been too long. So I'm excited for it to start back up. Well, well, how can we log on and watch this football show that you're doing the Southeast Iowa sports show? Um, it should be, if it's live, it should be live. And so the, the stuff that we're doing, we do a new show right now in Washington. They kicked it off in Washington. It's called Washington Live on Facebook. Um, I, I don't know if the sports show will, will probably start on that. Either way, we'll post it to our Facebook and we'll, we'll make sure it gets on the Twitter, uh, the sports Twitter account. Um, they've been running shows live. We have a, we have, um, we've hired a video producer. So, you know, he's the, he's the main man that tells us whether or not it's going to be live or, or come out shortly after. I think it probably will be live though. Um, so I would just keep an eye on for it. Uh, Wednesday, uh, Wednesday afternoon about two o'clock and it should be, should be popping up. And if it doesn't pop up at two o'clock, it's going to be um, right afterwards. So it's on YouTube, it's on Facebook, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty easy to get to. Um, so, and the technology has been really good for their, um, shows that they've done. You could log on, you know, in the mornings and watch the morning show in Washington, just to kind of see what we're trying to do with video and, um, expand a little bit. And, you know, you guys have to see our faces. So I'm going to have to start shaving on, uh, Wednesday morning, probably to, to, to prepare for that, but, uh, but it should be a fun time. Is that the show with Jared Rosen, the mayor of Washington? Yeah, yep, yep. Washington Live in the morning, and then Nick Steffens does news breaks for Washington. That that's kind of a thing where I think the plan is to start in Washington and then hopefully have it in all three markets. But our sports thing, we didn't want to do that with sports. We didn't want to have an only Washington show or an only Mount Pleasant or only Fairfield show. We wanted to have them all the same and everyone start on the same kind of level because then we get more people to watch and you know it's it's fun to hear about the other teams. So um, so the, this this one, even if it's on the Washington Live. This is a Southeast Iowa Union show. It covers Washington, Mount Pleasant, and Fairfield areas, which means all the high schools and, and Iowa Wesleyan that we cover will be covered on that show. Well, uh, you got any thoughts on this Kinnick Stadium game? Uh, it has a little Southeast Iowa tie as uh, James Harris is coaching Liberty, and uh, he was a Washington Demons coach. You might know a little something <laughs> about him. Uh, you, you got any thoughts on, on uh, high school football expanding into Kinnick Stadium? Yeah, who's Liberty playing in that one again? Iowa City High. Iowa City High. Okay, yeah. Well, uh, James Harris came. You know, he he coached Washington for a few years, and um, I mean, you talk about having good teams and super super good quarterbacks. <laughs> he was the coach when when Luke Turner was their quarterback, and he was absolutely one of the most impossible kids to stop. Um, and he, I, I, I like James, you know, the times I got to talk to him. He 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 coached before it was the Union, so I only really interviewed him a couple times a year, but. Um, yeah, you know, Liberty's a, a kind of one of those fun schools. I still remember when they were all freshmen and sophomore just a few years ago when the when the 
um, when the school started, but that'll be fun. I think they should have games at big stadiums like that. You know, they do that in, in baseball. Um, they, they play at Burlington B stadium. Um, I remember Mount Pleasant played at the St. Louis at Bush stadium in St. Louis one time, just to give the kids a little fun. Uh, oh, and then they, you know, they played at Dwayne Banks this year too. A lot of teams did. So I like it when they do that. Might as well, if, if Kinnick Stadium will let them, it'll, it'll be pretty cool. So I'm sure that that'll probably be on TV somewhere too, right? Yeah, well, I'll tell you, where, where are you going to be at uh, opening night? Um, Friday night will be in, definitely will be at the Fairfield Mount Pleasant game, and I believe Washington Burlington. Um, I don't know which one I'll be at and which one Hunter will be at. We, we like to flip a coin a couple of days ahead of time to keep us both on our toes so we get to see everyone evenly. So uh, tomorrow night I'll be at meet the Trojans night in Fairfield and, and Hunter will be here in Mount Pleasant for meet the Panthers or meet the players night, which is just kind of a, uh, a scrimmage and, you know, meeting, you know, Fairfield scrimmaging Eddieville Blakesburg in football. And then they have a, a inner squad scrimmage. So I'm um, just kind of a little intro to the fall sports thing. And, um, but next, next week for week one, it'll, we'll, we'll do the big schools, I believe. So I think we'll have live coverage of Fairfield, Mount Pleasant and Washington Burlington, but all the games will get covered, you know, in the, in the next week's next well, day's paper. Whichever one of you is coming to the Fairfield game, I'll be there and uh, I'll be anticipating uh, you to sit down and visit with me for a few minutes, whether it's you or Hunter. Uh, Hunter yeah. did a really great job boss at the state tournament. I, next time you see him really appreciate, tell him I appreciate him so much. And uh, if we could work together like we did in the baseball season to get each other the scores and stuff, I think that would uh, be a big, big help for everybody. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I would, I would say in general, like I, I just love that we have a, a group of people in Southeast Iowa that tweet out the scores. We cover 14 high schools, but we're only at two. We are, there's only two of us and they all happen at the same time. So we're only live on the ground at two games. We try and see every school at least once, um, but so it's really nice that we have kind of a, you guys are tweeting out scores. We're tweeting out scores. The, the other local media guys are tweeting out scores and parents. We love it when parents, um, and fans and just students who, who, who knows, you know, lets us know what's going on. And we try and retweet them all on Friday. So you can go through our Twitter and just read and see what, what everyone did. But, um, so I, I, I really appreciate anybody who's part of that little network of, of retweeters. Well, we've been talking to Andy Kretzinger of the Southeast Iowa Union. They're doing a, a great job of covering all the sports. We couldn't do our program w- without them because they give us all the best information and one of our best resources here. And one of our listeners' best resources is you, Andy, and Hunter. And we appreciate you both. And uh, happy that you broke that uh, exciting news about the, the Southeast Iowa Sports Live show that you're going to be doing on Facebook and YouTube and uh uh, thanks for being with us today. Is there anything you didn't we didn't get to talk about that you wanted to? No, I don't. But I want to make one last reiteration to any Winfield Mount Union fans that reading this to not get mad at us when, when you see the paper and you're outside the rankings. We have a different ranking than the Des Moines Register, so I got to get out of I got to get out ahead of that before I get any phone calls, <laughs> which well, they would never do. Winfield loves us, but you well, know what I mean. At least you get to vote. Uh, what about giving Scotty Melvin the vote? He seems to be a person that has a. Uh, uh, would have a, a good bird's eye view of the teams and uh yeah i don't well, know i don't know what it would take to get him on there but uh well, I'm not, i don't know if he'd be eligible for the uh the ap has vote so the gazette poll that i do is the gazette and then kcrg um and then and then the union i'm our I'm only our only voter right now um and then there's the Des Moines register poll which that newspaper does and then there's the associated press poll which is different so i think there's three polls 
I'm not even sure if the Des Moines Register does it every week. I, I get there's a, there's a lot of polls out there, but we use we just have to stick to one, which is a Gazette poll because I, I I vote in it. That way it doesn't get confusing. You know, like I want to to use the ones where our teams are rated the highest, but it would get confusing to jump back and forth. So I don't know if, if Scotty get a, into the AP, the AP would probably be his one shot. So you think he, I don't know, he I don't know what we gotta do. We'll see if we can't get him on there because he. He reads those things religiously, and then he's next thing I know, he's either tweeting out a storm or or getting on Round Guy Radio and and uh, having a conniption or whatever about you know they're not respecting this or that. But we ought to do a we ought to get together and do a a, a Southeast Iowa poll. You know, I was just about to say. I mean, uh, the the polls are you know whatever you need them to be. So you could do a Round Guy Radio poll. All I'm gonna say though is. During football season, with all the classes, it's tough. I, I sit there and I, you know, I vote in every single class, and I don't see it, these teams, you know. So I'm sitting there trying to figure out, you know, who's better, Turkey Valley or Don Bosco, and looking through all these stats and trying to figure out, you know, reading what other people say. So it's pretty tough as the season goes on. It clears up a little bit though. So hopefully we'll see uh, see the the Southeast Iowa teams kind of uh, crowd the top when the season really starts rolling here. Well, I'm a guy that uh, really I don't I don't rate teams on paper. I have to see them, you know. And then when I see, I know, I, you know, I, I believe my eyes. I don't believe yeah. the news uh, so much yeah. as I believe my eyes. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I believe my eyes more than the government by a long, long, yeah. long ways. Uh, but anyway, thanks for being with us. It's a little, little bit longer than normal episode, but the phone cutting off uh, actually worked to our benefit. Uh, yeah. yeah. This time because it restarted the, the clock. Well, thanks yeah, for, for being sure. with us, Andy. And uh, we hope to be talking to you every week. Uh, but thanks for being with us today. For sure. Thanks for having me. All right. Round Guy Radio, keeping you up to date on sports. And uh, again, I want I should always mention this first, but uh, subscribe to Round Guy Radio. And then we'll that'll shoot the, all that information over to you. We'll have something that you like. I promise you that. If you live around here, we'll find something that you're interested in and talk about it because we talk about a cornucopia of things. And by the way, Round Guy's back, Steve Pilchin. Uh, He's working on big episodes. He just did uh, Rudy Sarzo, who was uh, uh, was in Quiet Riot, and, uh, was in uh, White Snake, and he was even the bass player with Ozzy Osbourne when he bit the bat's head off in uh, Des Moines. He talks about that on that episode. So uh, appreciate you guys being with you. Appreciate everybody listening, and thanks once again, Andy Kretzinger and, and uh, Hunter over there at the Southeast Iowa Union. You're doing a fantastic job. Thanks Thank you so me. much. And if you want me to jump on with Ozzy one day, go ahead and call me. All right. Well, when Ozzy comes in, I'll have you as an interpreter. Nobody <laughs> yeah. Can yeah, for sure. Thanks again. Bye. Thanks. Bye.